everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of In Media's Mess, where two pop culture nerds try to make sense of the messy world of mass media. I'm Alanis. And I'm Clea. And we're glad to have you along. So this week's episode is actually very special to both of us because it is the season finale of In Media's Mess. Amazing! I can't believe those words came out of my mouth. We actually managed a full season. Exactly. And we felt like it would be nice to talk a little bit about how this came to be, actually, and what we've realized in the past few months that we've been doing this. So bear with our nostalgia and feelings, but this is going to be a fun one. Oh my god, Clay, I really can't believe we have like 15 episodes now. That's kind of wild to me. <laughs> Honestly, the concept of like reaching the season finale is just kind of insane. I know. I feel like we've gone through a lot of like surprising things with the podcast. We have. But maybe not too surprising, honestly. Probably just to us, actually, given how we started. The idea behind it was literally, let's record our conversations. Yeah. Like, we talk to each other literally all of the time. We talk about stuff like this, like media, social issues, problems, things that trend. Like, Mm -hmm. literally anything under the sun we've talked about. And we always have such long conversations. Yeah. And like, one day in 2019... Jesus we decided, <laughs> we decided, hey, maybe we should do a podcast. You know what? I don't even remember when we said that. Like, I think it was just a thing we said in passing, just a random idea. And then we told our friends about it semi-jokingly. And then it became a running joke. Like, every time they'd see us, they'd ask, oh, asan na yung podcast? Yeah! Oh my gosh! Until the joke became a real thing. (laughs) So yeah, we told a bunch of our friends who got very excited for us and were very supportive. But we, you know, being the procrastinators we are, just did not do anything for a solid like six months. Okay, but to be fair to us, we were coming in completely clueless about everything. And it took a bit of learning and asking and having to do it for work before we figured things out logistically. We're just really not sound people, dude. Like, I remember telling you while we were working on the first episode that I can't believe I completely forgot that sound was the one thing in film I did not care for at all. And I used to say I would never do anything sound related. I always ask people to help me do it, especially editing it. The extent of my contribution was always just having the recorder. But then here we are with the podcast. So it was a bit of a learning curve for sure. Yeah, and I honestly felt so bad about it because I was a journ student who, like in every film and broadcast class, just left editing up to literally anyone else. Yeah. So logistically, this was a bit of a nightmare when we first started. And also we realized that we have the tendency to literally talk for hours. Forever. <laughs> yeah. The first draft of our like first couple of episodes were like three hours long. And we had no idea what we were doing. And we were just like, okay, yeah. this is too tedious to like listen to and 
edit, why don't we just do it again? Yeah, that was funny. Our transmedia episode was an interesting one to post-process. I consider it still one of my favorite episodes that we've done just because it's so us, Mm -hmm. but... We did have to stop in the middle of recording because we realized that it was not working out as easily as we had hoped. Yeah. Um, we were figuring out what works and what doesn't as we were recording. It was really trial by fire. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone listening can tell, but like for the two of us, we have seen a marked improvement in how we do things. Yeah. Because like the first couple of ones, we were floundering we had no idea what we were doing but towards like the middle bits we were just like okay these are the bricks that i need to do we kind of knew in our heads where certain jumps were going to be once we figured that out our like three hour recording sessions just halved yeah we actually knew what we were going to talk about for real and every time we have a pretty smooth and fast recording session we're also so amazed. We'd be like, oh my God, that was so fast. We did that really well. Good job. I'm proud of us. <laughs> but I mean, why shouldn't we be? We've learned quite a lot doing this and with a few unexpected things even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For one, we've realized unlike our initial intentions, a conversation is not the same thing as a conversation for a podcast, mm-hmm. which yeah. we wouldn't have known if we didn't get over our very slow start. Right, yeah. We procrastinated starting this for a very long time. And then when we did start it, the first like incarnation of this was that we actually had a quote-unquote studio. Like we, we met up at my sister's condo because she was out and then we could use it. But we did it two weeks before the lockdown. What a time! <laughs> I don't think anyone was prepared for the year that was. But obviously, like, we could not, we couldn't do that. Yeah. Like, we couldn't continue that setup. And so we had to kind of, like, recalibrate a couple of months later, right? And then yeah. we just decided that, okay, we, we need to start this. Otherwise, we're just never going to do it. Yeah, basically. And... Again, I do not remember what spurred us to actually put our foot down and say, okay, we need to make this happen now. But I do remember laughing about how during the lockdown, and I say this as if we're not on lockdown, but anyway, in the lockdown of 2020, we saw a bunch of people starting podcasts. Right, yeah. Podcasting became like a thing somewhere around like May, May, June, I think. Mm -hmm. Zoom helped a lot, I'm sure. But... (laughs) Yeah, I remember saying, Clea, dami nang may podcast, pero tayo, ano na, ilang taon na to. Right, yeah. I'm not sure if that was the conversation, though, that made us do it. I just remember saying, okay, eto na, gawin na natin by this month, ganon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of picked a month and then just went, no, we're launching. We have to launch. Like, whatever happens, we have to release by this time. <laughs> Yeah, and it, again, it's just such a funny, like, the whole experience has just been kind of a roller coaster. But, like, I personally think that it's been super helpful for mm-hmm. me, at least, to sort of, like, stay sane throughout this last year. Like, it's, what, it's March 2021, and I am still working from home. I have barely been outside. And so, the last year or so, it's like, mm-hmm. it's been weird at home because my no-work zone has become my work area yeah and you always have been particular about the boundaries of work and rest like 
ever since I've known you. Yeah. Prior to the pandemic, my rule was essentially if I'm not in the office, I'm not working. Exactly. And now my room where I sleep is now my office. You know, that's been a whole trip. But having something like this, like having a creative project and having like something to work on outside of what I'm paid for, has sort of helped me build a routine right. throughout the pandemic. We record Saturday nights or like we do meetings or whatever. And it's just, it's been a lot easier for me at least to sort of shift my focus or to like focus on one thing in particular at a time. For me, that's been sort of like the biggest, I wouldn't say revelation, but like the biggest thing about, you know, about having this because it's been, oh my God, it's been keeping me sane for (laughs) the last like six months at least. Yeah, same here. But I guess the origin of the feeling is a bit different. I don't know, it was kind of a weird journey for me. Um, obviously, we cannot overstate that 2020 was a very, very difficult time in so many ways. It's been horrible, painful, frustrating, infuriating all at once. And, you know, you're right, it was a roller coaster. But truly, I thought it would be a better year. Um Personally, before 2020, I was already in the roller coaster. 2019, for parts of 2018, it was a very rough time. And so when 2020 rolled around, I was determined to not be in as bad a state as I was. And for a while, I held on to that determination. But as with everyone else, as the month turned into three months, into six, into a year, the prolonged and intense suffering was too much at times. Quite a few moments I really truly felt powerless. And the questions of like how much difference do our personal choices really make? So the podcast was a thing to help me channel my energy, I guess, into something that I could do. And so you're right, it became a thing that I could consider as a part of structure. And It's not just that it was a creative outlet. It's more Mm -hmm. of just like, I, it wasn't like devastating (laughs) to do. Right. Yeah. Um, Like it just felt fun, you know? Oh my God. No, I understand. I do like how you say that it was something to pour your energy into because like, that's also how I felt like, especially in the early stages of lockdown where everything was just like high key terrifying, like nobody knew what was going on. There was just so much like pent up energy that I wanted to use on something productive and not productive in the sense that, you know, work and like stuff that would get me money, but productive in the sense that, you know, just not spent crying. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, you know, like having a mental breakdown under my desk. So it was so important for me to, I think I mentioned this actually in like our year end episode, but like it was so important for me to find like little pockets of joy or like find fun stuff to just like pour my energy into or like put my focus on so that I would quite literally like prevent myself from going insane. And, you know, this was such a nice way to do it because aside from, you know, having to put this together, which is Guys, podcasting is not sitting in a chair and just talking. There is so much going on. But yeah, so aside from putting this together, part of it felt a little bit like going back to school and that I was really excited to like look at media 
in a very like critical way again because I felt like that was something that I did not really think about after college you know it's like I was too busy trying to survive in a capitalist society exactly to really like think about the stuff I consume you know now every time I watch a movie like at the back of my head I'm like oh I can talk about this for like some sort of podcast and it's it's nice because it really what do you call that it just kind of like re-sparked that curiosity I would say um in how I approach media and that's been such a blessing yeah I totally understand the thing about studying film formally is yes usually when we go to class we discuss and watch films right and then you have productions right and when people find out about that they have a lot of assumptions about it like you go to school to watch movies cool that's easy right you like doing that right and I just smile sometimes (laughs) because it can really make you wonder if formally studying something that you are quote-unquote passionate about or assumed to be passionate about is the right choice because it can really, really drain you. And I'm not going to lie, in like more simplistic terms, it sometimes takes the fun out of it. Mm -hmm. I have a long-standing love-hate relationship with that entire journey it depends on the day that you ask me usually but having the podcast where it's fun it's for a hobby you know it's a distraction from the doom and gloom of the world I agree it did re-spark a lot of interest Mm -hmm. it gave me a reason to make time to watch things with a purpose instead of wanting to put it off because you know it's an academic thing um it gave me ideas even. And it's been a while since I thought that I could even have ideas um, in that way. And I absolutely, absolutely know this is coming from a place of privilege. Right. Just being able to have the time and energy to do a creative project in the world that we live in is such a huge privilege. And I acknowledge that. And I guess it just makes me feel even more grateful for it. Yeah, you know, and like, again, this comes from like a very privileged point of view and we have to acknowledge that. But I think for a lot of people who study media and mass communication, there comes a point where dissecting movies and media and like talking about all of your favorite shows and whatever, at one point it becomes schoolwork. Yeah. There, you know, there are times where you're handed like a movie or a show or like something to dissect and you walk into it and it's very clinical, you know, like you watch it and then you just try and take notes for what you need for your paper and then that's it. And For me, like this whole, like the whole podcasting experience has been a great way to sort of like flip that switch. And that usually how we do it is that we we come to each other with like, hey, I enjoyed this. Maybe we can talk about it. And that's like, that was such a fun experience. Like actually coming from, wait, I liked this. Let's talk about it. Versus like, let's talk about this and we have to watch this. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I didn't realize it until you said it. The things we talk about are things you want to share and want to explore and revisit out of basically our own volition. Mm -hmm. And it's so complex, really, feeling like you're obligated to do something, even if you like it. I'm sure there are ways that people from the social sciences could explain this more thoroughly and properly. But anecdotally, 
people always say na parang, oh, if you like what you do, you won't feel like you're working a day in your life or whatever. Right. And then you're told that the dream is to pursue what is, again, your passion. But then sometimes for other people, that doesn't really work. And I have very complicated feelings about how, quote unquote, passion is portrayed when it comes to studying for and working for the media and creative industry. Yes. It's so automatically assumed that you have to be driven by passion for it all the time because then it doesn't make sense why you're doing it because it's not the most profitable, quote unquote, even though media is quite powerful. And when you pursue it for school, it's a mix of, wow, that must be fun, but also, wow, that must be really easy. And wow, you must never hate it. It's so funny because like that's always with regard to the um, the quote-unquote like creative majors. Nobody tells you like, oh, so you're passionate about business and finance. You know, it's like, it's also accounting is like the thing that you love. It's like, um... Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's automatic, right? These are the notions. And that follows you when you start working. And really, working in the creative industry, there can be so much stacked up against you. Right. And all of these harmless assumptions from school about passion and how much, quote-unquote, value there is in that creative output suddenly feel weaponized against you. And again, we say this from privilege. I am lucky to have been able to pursue something I like. A lot of people can't. It's just a very weird cycle of being burned out and then feeling guilty that you're burned out. And there are a few things you have to navigate about how you want your life to be and what fulfillment means and all of those big questions. Yeah. Um, before I say anything else, let me preface it by saying I actually really like my job. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm coming from a very like privileged point of view in that I am able to have this job that I actually fairly enjoy. But, you know, I mean, with any job, but most especially in like the creative field, there are days where your office job or your day job really just sucks the life out of you. Yeah. You know, no matter how interested you are and no matter how quote unquote passionate you are about what you're doing, a job is a job and it will feel like a job. And I think that what was so important for the two of us sort of coming into this whole thing was that we had the agreement and the understanding that this was a passion project and that we weren't going to turn it into another job. And we've been very we've been very nice to ourselves when a week gets busy and we're like, okay, let's just push back releases or whatever. And that's also why we just never stuck to an every Saturday schedule. We were just like, Saturday-ish, we'll figure it out. Yeah, and we wouldn't have been able to do that if we felt like we had to have a strict process for it. Or if we had the pressure of this having to be successful. It really was a project that's just for fun and just for us, not a job. And I feel like a lot of people didn't really understand that. Mm -hmm. Well... When I say a lot of people, I really just mean our parents. <laughs> yeah, our parents and maybe like three friends. You know, my mom would ask me, do you look at like how many people um, listen to you? And I'm like, no, not really. Maybe like once every two months. And she's like, show me na lang. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why would you want to know? You're not my manager. What do you mean? Like, oh, yeah, exactly. And, you know, a similar thing with my dad. It's like I told him, I was like, 
doing a podcast with you. And suddenly he's just like, wait, can you talk me through how that works? And I thought he was just, you know, just asking the general logistics. Yeah. But then like his follow-up questions were suddenly like, okay, so how do you make money? Yeah. And I was just like, I wasn't planning to make money off of this. I just wanted a podcast. So it's really funny. Like, okay, again, we don't blame anyone for thinking this way, especially considering that, you know, there's this whole idea of like, never do what you're good at for free or whatever. But wait, people say that? Yeah, it's just, but like, the thing is, for me at least, and like my philosophy sort of coming into stuff like this is that we already live in a world that essentially equates our worth with our ability to earn. Yeah. And I just did not need another one of those things in my life. I had a job that is giving me some cash and I help out with like a couple of like rackets and stuff and like that's good with me. I wanted something and like this podcast really was like it really became it. I just wanted something for me and something that I would just like enjoy putting out into the world without caring about like social media numbers or like Mm -hmm. listener rates and unique hits per quarter. I just wanted something that was fun and that I enjoyed. And that, again, something that kept me sane. Yeah, same here. Um, See, my thing is, I've always been a bit, or a lot, uncomfortable with competition. Okay, yeah. And I figured out that it stems from just the general reluctance to be defined by numbers all the time. Mm. In school, that meant grades. On the internet, for a time, it meant, you know, likes and followers. At work, it's productivity, salary. In the world, society, it's about numbers and how that compares, how your numbers compare to everyone else. And that's largely how we're decided for our value, so to speak. Right. But I feel, you know, it's so hard to build self-worth. Oh my God, yeah in this world and to feel like you have self-worth and I just didn't want to add to that on top of everything else already you know right and it's just nice to be able to let go of that in some way just because you know it feels like uh, a bit of a rebellion from it also yeah I was gonna say it's just like in a weird way Art for the sake of art these days feels like an act of rebellion. Yeah. Because your creativity is not being weaponized either for or against you, you know, and you're not doing anything for the sake of quote-unquote contributing in terms of like productivity or like in terms of money or whatever. You do it for the sheer joy Mm -hmm. of doing something and putting something out into the world and again all of this is such such a privilege and we absolutely do not ignore that especially in the conditions that we're living right now with all of the grief and the criminal negligence we're definitely on survival mode and that means vastly different things for people depending on your means and your access and all of these things And so having hobbies and creating for the sake of creating 
is not afforded to everyone because we are all struggling to work and to live in these times. Right. But also given the fact that, you know, we also work in the creative industry and we're aware of the budget cuts and all of the hits that like this industry has taken in the last year, especially like that's on top of literally every year before that. Yeah, exactly. On top of all of the issues that we already had in the creative industry before this. But yeah, it's really just a lot of people cannot afford to have a creative outlet, you know, and it could be so many things. It could be lack of materials, equipment, internet, the conditions of their home, down to even just energy and headspace because of what they're going through. And as much as yes, of course, we continue to fight for everyone to be able to live and live happy, full lives, we also need to feel like we're human (laughs) and try to take care of ourselves also. It's really just that you can't pour from an empty cup, you know? And like for a good chunk, we've joked about this so many times, but like seriously, sometimes these recordings and like planning for this thing, it really has become therapy for the both of us. We do a recording session and then we just stay on for like another hour just talking about like all the stuff that's gone down in the week. And You know, like, aside from the podcast bringing some sort of, like, creative fulfillment, it's also just been very, very therapeutic to spend time doing something you like. Yeah, and have it be healthy for your brain, too, I think. Because it's always nice to be able to think and turn your brain inside out by talking about media opinions and feelings, you know. Especially to make a space where that's welcome. Like, you don't feel like you're bothering people with all of these thoughts, necessarily. Right. And honestly, the funny thing, and I feel like it's also something that's been reinforced like throughout this experience is like, it's been nice to also just have this kind of like recorded conversation without actually feeling too conscious. Because I think we've, I mean, we've mentioned it a little bit before. We have some very strange interests in general. And sometimes it feels a little weird talking about it to other people because, you know, they're not interested. Like we're fully aware that no one cares, (laughs) you know? It's just been nice to kind of like go so in-depth about like one specific thing or like one very strange interest in our episodes and really just not care about people judging. Mm -hmm. We said it somewhere in these episodes that we wanted this podcast to be a safe space. And honestly, I hope that you felt that whoever you are listening. I know that we've said that we barely check our numbers, but... We do care what you get out of this humble podcast, at least. We're incredibly, incredibly appreciative of your time, and we're so, so thankful. And we hope it was worth at least some of it. And if you've ever messaged us about listening, also, we're extra appreciative. And generally, I hope we were able to share some of the enjoyment that we felt while we were doing this. Because as much as this was creating for the sake of creating, we also decided to share it because it's always much better to share joy and, you know, cheerfulness and all of that good stuff. When it all boils down to it, we're all just trying to survive. And this podcast has helped the two of us tremendously. And like, while we know that that is not like the experience of every listener that we have, we do hope that like at the very least it made you like 
laugh once or it pointed you to like a good show or a good movie or something. We hope that if you have listened to one episode or 15 and you've maybe picked something up, appreciated something that we said, honestly, just the fact that you guys give us your time exactly. is kind of ridiculous. And so... Thank you very much. Yes, absolutely. Again, we're all just trying to be happier human beings. So I do hope we've contributed to that even a tiny, tiny bit. If we have not yet done that for you, I hope you can still give us a chance. Next season will hopefully be better. Honestly, it's so funny because like, When we were sort of planning out all of the episodes, we didn't really peg like a look back for the season finale. Yeah, we didn't. It just kind of happened. It just kind of happened. This was supposed to be something else, but we just kind of felt like it was appropriate to talk about how this started and like why it's continuing and like why we even care about this. And at least for me, when I look back at like the year and a half, two years that we've been (laughs) at this, which is so funny... Honestly, it just kind of blows my mind that we've A, been able to pull it off Mm -hmm. and B, still like it. Yeah, actually, to be honest, (laughs) we haven't given up on it. And with anything, those are the two hardest things to do, right? One, to start and two, to keep at it. And Clea, we've done both. (laughs) If I had gold stars, I would be giving them to myself right now. Honestly, same. Those are the things we struggled with too. And like we've said, getting here was not a smooth sailing road. But we've surprised ourselves immensely. And maybe that's a little bit hopeful too. You know, in a very yes we can way. Hopefully we all get to a point where we can find something we can do for ourselves and that we get to start that and keep going. Right. If we're taking this podcast as an example, I would honestly just say that what I wish for everyone, you know, everyone listening, everyone not listening, just everyone in the world, really. I hope everyone is able to find something that they enjoy and like something that they are happy to willingly spend their time on. Because as sad as it is, that's a rare thing these days. And aside from the things that you enjoy doing or just enjoy, period, I also hope that you find people to share it with and that you have a support system and a safe environment that can help you stay healthy and happy and well. The thing about it is like while surviving is difficult, it's hard to survive when you don't have something that makes you want to. Yeah. So... Whatever it is, we just really hope you find it and that you nurture it and that whatever you're passionate about or interested in, you are able to cultivate and explore. Absolutely. That is all we wish for everyone. And on that hopefully optimistic note, I guess that's it for this season. I can't believe we're saying these words right now. (laughs) I know, right? It's been... A trip, but we're quite happy with how things turned out. And we're happy to spend it with you listening to us. And so to give everyone a heads up, that just kind of means we're taking a little bit of a break. Returning for sure at one point 
again, we don't plan these out very well. So <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it much. out when we get there. We will be back. Just taking a quick breather to focus on other things. If you have anything that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to let us know. Yes, if you liked an episode and want to hear more of that or have any other suggestions that you might have, we are absolutely open. If you want to talk about anything with us, let us know. You know, we can totally have you on as a guest. 100%. Let us know, you guys. We will still be on our Twitter account at InMediasMess. Yeah. And yeah, I guess that's it. As always, thank you guys for spending time with us and we will talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.